We hop in the car, race to the airport. I drive because I'm the fastest. We get to the airport and I tell Fab, okay, there's a solid chance we're not going to make it on this flight. So don't leave. Don't return the car because if we have to stay till tomorrow night, then we're going to be in trouble. So we so pull just, our luggage out. Yeah, so we, we pull head, our luggage out. We head ticket. up. We run to the British Airways counter. It is one o'clock. The flight leaves at 1.35 and there's no one there. No one there. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. You yeah, all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Welcome back to part two of our Italy trip gone bad. If you missed it, go back, listen to episode 156, because this is part two. We're at the part where we're in Seattle. We're driving around. We just spent seven hours on hold with Chase and British Airways. Finally got flights rebooked for Monday at 1.35. Yeah, I mean, I have been on the phone. My AirPods have uh, run out of battery. <laughs> I'm like now on speakerphone. Also, we're trying to like, oh, this is nice. We've never mm-hmm. been here before. Yeah. This is great. But now we've got to like two days ahead of us where we're like, Heavily anticipating what's going to happen on Monday. Yeah, so we're supposed to relax and just enjoy Saturday and Sunday and then get to the airport agency or the um, passport passport agency on Monday. So here's what we did. We had our rental car on Saturday evening. We drove onto a ferry, took that across to Whidbey Island in Washington. Absolutely beautiful. We went crabbing. We had tons of seafood. We spent time with family. It was exactly what we needed to like get our shit together. Yeah. Can we just, so we woke up early and actually, so what was really interesting about Seattle? One, obviously everyone knows about the trees. It's super green in Seattle. My first time there, I thought it was beautiful. Absolutely. And then when we get there, like we're oceanfront. Is uh-huh. that the ocean? I yeah. think it was the ocean, right? And we are oceanfront of Pacific Ocean. It's amazing. And the cool thing about it is the tide comes changes. All the way up yeah, to- yeah. So the tide comes all the way up to the shoreline, so it creates a nice little beach. And then by the time that in the morning, the tide is all the way back now. Mm-hmm. So is that low tide? Low tide. Yeah, I don't know. All and the now terms. you can see your boat sitting on the sand. Yeah, you your can crab, see like uh, yeah. traps sitting on the sand. So what was so crazy is that they said in the evening, the water is so high mm-hmm. that it's about 10 feet deep, mm-hmm. right? And then in the morning, it's like no for, feet deep. Yeah, for like, like a mile, crazy. you can walk. So literally in the morning, I walk out there. We, we both go out there and then and then I walk out there with uh, mom and, and, her, and her sister. And we're going to go check these buoys that are out there uh-huh. with these crabs, crabs the crab uh, traps. traps. And we walk out there and I'm like, this is like brand new to me. I have mm-hmm. never heard of this before. Like mm-hmm. you, I thought, you know, fishermen do this. Like you you, you can just go out there and put traps out there and, and catch mm-hmm. uh, crab, which is really cool. So we walk out there and we're looking at these cages and there's crabs in there. Mm-hmm. There's actual like living <laughs> crabs out there. And I, look, I'm from Inglewood. I'm from uh, the city. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen anything like this before. So I'm like, this is so awesome mm-hmm. that we're walking out here and like, 
picking up our food for the day. And then we ran into a friend that was also fishing for oysters yeah. and we saw that whole thing. So we had a great time. That's the point of this, right? right? We had a great time, new experiences, learned new things, new ate things. some great seafood, spent some time with family. And then Sunday evening, our goal is to get as close to the airport or the passport agency as possible for our Monday morning appointment. Right. So we're in Seattle and Fabiola, the girl's mom, happens to be in Seattle overnight as well. So we say, hey, let's all bunk. Let's get a hotel. Let's book something that's close to the passport agency. So we do. And then we tell her our dilemma. We've got to get from the passport agency right after they renew it to go take the rental car, get to the airport. And she goes, I'll keep the rental car. I'll take it. I'll just drop you guys off at the front. We're like, good. That cut off like 30 minutes for 100%. us. No problem. That's awesome. Right. I mean, Talk about like the stars being out of alignment and yeah. then all the stars aligning, like your mom being in Seattle, yeah. Fab, Fab being, being in, in Seattle. Seattle, like all the support yeah. that we need. Because mm -hmm. we are, I have, in this time, I'm thinking we're like fighting to get to yeah. Italy. Like it's like a fight. Like yeah. every blow we take, we come back with another blow. Yeah. Every counter, every punch, we have another counter punch, right? And it's it's difficult and we're trying to appreciate the moment. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it's like this weighing anxiety of like, is this going to work? Yeah. And right? honestly, I'm like thinking we're going to miss the flight. Like, <laughs> but but we'll figure it out. Right. The right. only thing I was worried about was it's going to be another seven hour conversation trying to rebook it. And then right. are they going to make us pay more? Is this going to cost us $15,000 because we're trying to take a day of flight? Like that's just like stacking up now. It's right. just been insurmountable amounts of money that I'm just like annoyed about. But the only thing we have to do is get to the kids. Right. right. So Sunday morning hits, we hang out with the family. Sunday evening, we meet up with Fab, we get a hotel. And then the next morning, which is Monday morning, we're up early, crack of dawn. Our appointment's not till nine. We learned from TikTok that the agency will have a line yep. out super early. Thank printed you to those TikTok the, people. Did all the paperwork, printed yep. it out, had it in We went and took um, passport pictures. Yep. Um, the girl at the passport, this older lady in the middle yeah. of Whidbey Islands, like, oh, honey, you can't wear a white T-shirt. We got to give you something else. Gives Eddie at Rite Aid, you know, this like... Yeah floral print it didn't even fit i had to like <laughs> just button the first couple buttons up so on my passport i'm wearing a borrowed shirt from rite aid <laughs> with the tag on with it. the tag on it from little old helen yeah anyways we make it to the passport agency at 7 50 in the morning for a 9 a.m appointment they talk to us we fill out the paperwork everything's ready to go so by 8 30 we're out of there we're done and they say, come back after 4 p.m. Like, no, that's yeah, not going to work. Not going to work. Here's the situation. They said, okay, give us two hours. We'll try to have it printed for you. Two right. hours, no problem. We it's skip out of there. 37. Yeah. We're, we have completed the process before our appointment yep. time. So we get out of there and we're like hopeful. We're like, this is great. She said two hours. We go get coffee. We have Fab drive us now to, you know, at eight, uh, 10, 17, we walk into the passport agency and I'm happy to wait for 15 minutes, let them know that we're there. And they said, okay, we'll call your name. 1045 rolls around. Nothing. 11 o'clock rolls around, which Nothing. was my cutoff. Yeah. I said 11 o'clock is the cutoff. That will give us time to get to the airport by 1130. The flight leaves at 130. That's 11, 12, one, two hours. Nothing can go wrong. We'll be fine if we leave at 11. I go up to the window at 11 and she goes, I'm really sorry, but they haven't been printed yet. Oh my God, how long is this going to take? So I sit down. 
around 1130, I just start crying. I'm just yeah. like tears, like yeah. no noise, no nothing. I just have tears because now we're not going to make it. Yeah. And so then maybe 1145, you're talking to another person. Well, yeah. And then 12 around o'clock. 12 o'clock, she says, um, they should be, they're printed. Now they're like quality control. And yeah. I was like, okay, quality I'm hopeful. Control. I'm like, quality, quality control is like, uh, is it printed? Is it correct? Get our so stuff. I think I cried from 12 to 1240. And I, and I have never really felt the amount of stress I felt. In yeah. that moment in my life, you I guys, think. the flight leaves at one thirty-five. <laughs> right. It's and an so international I'm like, flight. I'm like, okay, it's twelve. I'm like, if we don't get out of here in the next fifteen minutes, there's no way we could make it. Well, I was already so, after eleven thirty. Like, we're not going to make it at this time. My, like everything's hurting. My shoulders are hurting. I'm Everything. like, I'm, I'm pacing like, the hallway. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, I'm aging in this moment yeah. right now. Finally, they call us. We are out of there by twelve forty. No, no, no. Wait, I walk up to the guy at the counter again, and I said, I just have to ask you, like, we have a flight. That mm-hmm. we need to leave. He said, give me one second. He looks, he goes, we're only waiting for the stupid cards <laughs> to cares? print out. 1240, so we says, leave. He, he runs out, he gives them to us, and we, we run out of there. Right. 1240, we leave. We hop in the car, race to the airport. I drive because I'm the fastest. We get to the airport, and I tell Fab, okay, there's a solid chance we're not going to make it on this flight, so don't leave. Don't return the car because if we have to stay till tomorrow night's, then we're going to be in trouble. So we so pull just, our luggage out. Yeah, so we, we pull head, our luggage out. We head up. We run to the British Airways counter. It is 1 o'clock. The flight leaves at one thirty-five, And there's no one there. No one there. They're no gone. one at the ticketing counter. Why? Because the next flight for British Airways doesn't leave until like 7 o'clock that right. night. So they have no reason to have ticketing agents at the ticketing booth. So we're like, okay, what do we do? Is there another counter? Is there, there's not one single employee at all in the whole entire airport that works for British Airways. Period. End of story. Like we literally walk away from the ticketing booth after we went over there and there's like a pump fake because some people are there like, oh, we don't work for British Airways. They're gone. So then we go, oh, is there a customer service somewhere around here? Or British Long Airways? story short, we run around we the run airport. The, that yeah. wasted about 10 minutes. Right. And then we come back down we go back to the car where Fab is there. And we're like, and Fab says, "Why don't you just leave the luggage?" <laughs> and I go, "Wait, what?" And I'm like, "The kids don't have luggage. Like, we were the only ones that were going to get there and maybe salvage some hair products, a couple of clothes to share." And so she goes, "It might be your only way." So we go, "Fuck it." Throw the luggage in the car, run in, and now we find a clear entrance. Right. So. One of the things that was really cool is through Clear, you can make a reservation to check in through TSA, mm-hmm. which we had. Who never knew? I never knew that you could do that. But so we did. I set up the reservation. We missed it because obviously we thought we were going to be there earlier. We walk over to the guy and I'm like, hey, we had a reservation. We missed it. He goes, oh, for two, Copeland, no problem. Takes us through. Mm-hmm. We skip like some of the lines. Well, we go through and he's like, just go to the end. This is TSA, you guys. Yeah, just go to the end and they'll let you through uh, and they'll put you in front of the line. Mm-hmm. We're walking through and a lady says, what are you doing? You can't come over here. Yeah. And so she you takes us back pass. out of, yeah. of line. Ugh. And then I'm like, and she goes to the guy and says, I'm like, we have to go. Like, we, we the know, plane's going to leave. The plane's at 1.30. And so she takes us, oh, okay, I'm so sorry. She takes us back into TSA. Yeah. Pushes us through the front of the line. We, mm-hmm. we rip we off nothing. all our stuff. We don't have anything. We have, I have a backpack. You I have, have a backpack. I have one carry-on with like And I don't nothing. even like, well, like I think mm-hmm. I have two pairs of clothes in this. Because yeah. we we had like heard about all the things about losing our luggage. So we mm-hmm. think maybe our luggage gets lost yeah. and we for two days, mm-hmm. whatever. So we get through TSA. I get a phone call that from Seattle, Washington. I'm like, 
hello? And they're like, Mr. Copeland, are you, will you be joining us for our flight today? Yes. Yes. Okay. We're running through the airport now, just cleared TSA. Now we have to get on a tram, you guys, to go from one freaking terminal in the Seattle airport to the other one where the British Airways is actually calling us on the right. phone because we're they're already done boarding right. and we're the last passengers. Long story short. So we are running short, like upstairs, yeah. skipping escalators and just- Cutting people yeah. on the tram. Mind you, you have a, a foot that was just My repaired. My foot just freaking had <laughs> surgery three months ago. I've never ran on it since surgery. Yeah. We're running, hauling ass through the airport, sweating. Yeah. Like I don't even sweat at the gym <laughs> and we're sweating. And finally walk up and they go, welcome. Scan our shit. Put I'm us like, right on the plane. Dripping. And I'm like, um, mind you, we had business class. We paid for business class. You right. know, nice beds that stretch out. They put us in fucking economy, whatever. Like, not because the cool thing about British Airways is they have they have first class, business class. Then they have like Economy Plus, which are mm-hmm. nice seats. And then they have Economy. Mm-hmm. We got pushed all the way to Economy. Back of the bus, like, like yeah, super tiny, tight seats. <sighs> Whatever. For We're 10 on the hours. plane. So we sit Wait, there. No. Wait, go. So I'm sweating. And I go to the counter and say, hey, our luggage is still... <laughs> They're like, no, sir. You, yeah, that you gotta, was so stupid of you to ask. But I'm just like, you know, our luggage is in the car with a friend. Can, we know we're the last ones to board. But do you think you could get our luggage? <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I ever heard you I ask. I don't know. At this point, anything was possible. We had made. No, it was not. You were <laughs> so pushing your luck. We get oh, we, as we enter. How did the, you think that was even going to play out? I don't know. Well, I wasn't I thinking. Was you know, no, stop it. I, I was not asking them to put it on that plane. I was like, is there another plane they can put it on? That's what I asked them. You wanted our luggage to be like its own passenger? Well, because they have flights that are the same flights <laughs> every day. I so like, I was let like, let it go. No, I was thinking if there's a way to check them in for the seven o'clock, at least we get them at some point. That's she only- would have had to park, figure out how to load. So I get on the plane. We get on the plane. And as we're in the plane, they're like, we are, they say over the intercom, they're like, we are now fully boarded. Fully, fully boarded. Ready for takeoff. <laughs> like, sorry, people. Yeah. Like, when they do that, it's definitely to put you yeah. on the spot. So we sat there in sweat now, just like sitting there, nothing to put in overhead. And then we, we have look at no it, luggage. we look at each other and go, did we just make it? Yeah. Well, you said, <laughs> did we just make it? And I said, don't count your chickens before they hatch. When until this shit is in the air, like I don't even want to talk about it. Right. Right. So we go, we taxi like immediately after we get on, we taxi the runway. And I'm like, wow, we almost actually did this. No shit. We sat there for an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour and a half. And then they said, we're having mechanical issues and we're going to have to go back to the gate. (laughs) So then we go back to the gate and I'm like, Lord Jesus, I swear. Like, I already know the next flights we're going to have to get on. Right. If other people get booked on those, like, you know, whatever. Now our luggage, because we'd been there for an hour and a half, Fab drove from the airport straight to FedEx and put our luggage like through FedEx to ship it back home to our neighbor. So even if we got delayed and stayed an extra night, we were still not going to have yeah. any luggage. The right? luggage is already going. It was just gone. Completely different. So long story short, the flight attendant says, oh, we're going to deboard. Like if we deplane, like this plane's not going anywhere. Right. Well, she was wrong. And, you know, a couple minutes later, after yeah. an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. The engineer's minute here. Delay, we're ready to go. Yeah. And then we took off and we were like, then, oh, my God, we're in the air. Right. Okay, so now we're on our way to London Heathrow. As soon as we get to London Heathrow, we know that that three or four hour layover that we had is now been eaten up a little bit. So the driver has to be alerted that we're going to be late. 
The driver still is there to pick us up. Thank God he takes us to get coffee. We haven't slept. And then we have to go to the other airport in London and hope that that flight doesn't get canceled. Luckily, we get on, we text the kids, you know, a selfie. And we're like, guess what? Your parents are on the way. And yeah. so that was like and, the yeah. end of that whole oh, yeah. fiasco. And then, and then the, the crazy thing is like, I'm thinking to myself, wow, I can't believe like this actually worked, yeah. right? Like, you know, you think about like, you know, giving up hope and like, even though you can doubt it, like you still got to keep fighting. And I yeah. felt like we were fighting everything, to, everything, every like, turn of the way, every turn we were fighting. Like, okay, we got on the flight, we ran to the airport, we got on and then it was delayed. And I was like, oh my God. And then they, they, they found a way to get the plane yeah. fixed. And so we were in the air. One then, thing I do want to point out is when you say we're fighting through, we are never rude about it. Right. No, we're never pushy. We're never rude. That is a big one that I think people need to understand at the passport agency. We knew that there was nothing that we could do. Getting angry with them was not going to help us. Right. So like remembering that you catch more bees with honey is always important to me. Like I was going up to the counter saying, I don't want to bother you again. I'm so sorry, but we're just I just really don't want to miss this flight. I know you deal with this all the time. I know it's our fault for being here. I know, I know, I know, I know, because it's not their fault. Right. Like they're doing their job. It's not their fault that you fucked up your flight. So right. don't be rude to people is the biggest advice that I could yeah, give you. And, you. and I think people like to transfer like the responsibility to yeah. someone else. Like we owned everything about yeah. it. Like there were moments where we were like, we didn't know, but yeah. at the end of the day, we, we have own to that. Yeah. yeah, we have to own it. We have to figure it out. And that's why I was so pissed at the TikTok <laughs> comments. I was like, wait a second, we have a fucking podcast where we don't blame anyone. Like, right. we, so I did say like British Airways turned us down, and now our you know vacation is ruined. Yeah, British Airways turned us down, but it was also upsetting because British Airways didn't offer any resolutions or suggestions. Right. They also lost our luggage, which, by the way, two weeks later, we still don't have. As we record right. this, the kids don't have their luggage. Still don't have their luggage. They also didn't offer to, you know, rebook our flights. It cost us thousands and thousands of dollars. So there was a lot of things where British Airways dropped the ball to the point where when we were on our 10 and a half hour flight and we were talking to the flight attendants, it's not their fault. Right. I shared the story with them. Some of the flight attendants were like, wait, there's a 90 day passport thing. What's the <laughs> point of having a expiration date? So that's why I was like, why are y'all coming for us on TikTok? Like these ladies on the plane don't even know that this is a rule. So why is it common sense? I'm using air quotes like that. That's just mind boggling to me. But whatever. The point is, we never blamed anyone. No. We were looking for suggestions on how to handle it and a little bit of empathy and like some direction. Like within 15 minutes of them not letting us get on our flight, we figured out how we could be better British Airways customer service assistants and offer five seconds of empathy. And hey, here's what you can do. It right. might cost you a little bit, but you can expedite it. You got to find an agency, get an appointment. I don't even work for the airlines. And people on TikTok were so happy that we helped share that. So right. I just feel like they the thing, should be trained to be able to do that. Right. And I think it's possible that when people get hit with that reality that they cannot go on their trip, they don't look for those solutions, mm -hmm. right? And so I think that it's, and it's just as another perspective, because I agree with the perspective that we both hold, that they should have some type of like insight of like, mm -hmm. hey, this is what you got to do. Yeah. But let's just say when he responded, he said, most people just don't go. Yeah. 
Like, I think he was honestly saying, like, I, most people I said, just don't. Robert, that's not going to work. Right. And then so we, we just were not going to give up on that yeah. and that on that front of saying, mm-hmm. OK, well, I guess we won't go on this trip that we planned for months. Right. <laughs> and no, our kids it was are like, just going to no, be in Italy. For we're going to find a way to get there. I'm sure there's a way. And so I think a lot of like the learnings from this was. There's always a way. Yeah. There's always a way. You got to be willing to do a couple things. Like you got to be willing to leave Abort things behind. Abort your luggage. Yeah. Like we weren't like like held hostage we to the fact to that we wanted to keep our luggage and we yeah. wanted to keep all the things, you know, the new outfits yeah. and all that kind of stuff. We were willing to walk away from that. Yeah. I had we no were, clue what was in my carry right. on. You had yeah, and and we and the funny thing is that through this process, I think we've learned to do more with less yeah right and so now we're like okay even the next time we, we travel we may not even check bags yeah right no we will not we, we're not. <laughs> we will not but uh, those are things i think you learn through this process and i think that although it was stressful we never took it out on anyone yeah. like we didn't take it out on each other no. i don't think we took we didn't take it out on any any person that worked. i think we were more loving yeah i think that. we were just like like oh my god i can't believe that we're finding a way through this yeah and I think that the, when I look back at it, we had really cool moments. Seattle was really great. Yeah, my mom, thank God, they were there to yeah. like make us good food and love on us. And and everyone there, there were six people there. None of them knew anything about the passport thing. Right. So I'm like taking tally now, right? <laughs> Anyways, we get on the flight and now we tell the kids like, hey, we're going to be arriving at this time. We had to set up another private transfer for us to be driven. Right. Um, we pull up at the villa, which is amazing with our friends and the girls were there and they filmed us and it was an amazing um reception re uh reunion reunion yeah um to see them and you know they're in the same clothes because they didn't bring much and they had had three days with our friends joe and naima and Jaden, and they took care of them and let them borrow clothes and so right now we got to do some shopping we got to figure out like okay what's the bare minimum that we need we just need some quick right. hair products like can we borrow a brush <laughs> The villa we stayed at in Sicily was absolutely amazing. Uh, so I could have never left and been happy. Right. But we did visit um, Syracuse. We went to, where else? Ortigia. We were in Noto. Yeah. Um, saw some amazing sites. There's so much history. It's just so beautiful. Sicily's more countryside, but we did spend a day at the beach. That was yeah. fun. Um, and we needed that. I mean, we- Eight tons of we, gelato. Yeah, we, we went through- war to get there mm-hmm. and it was good to have like this little peaceful you know city yeah. that wasn't so busy and wasn't so like all over the place it was literally the pace we chose is the place the pace in which life was yeah. going to go for the next couple of days there and uh, i think it was a great thing for us to have that after going through all those things mm-hmm. and, and it was good to see the kids and it was just like wow i can't believe we made it and now not only did we made it but we get to relax in mm-hmm. this place in this beautiful uh, villa where they had a beautiful pool and a bocce ball court and, and a chef and to a make chef. beautiful meals for us and yeah a separate bath bathrooms in our yeah. villa. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, it's like a European thing which I'm all here for is that we had our own kind of house on the campus, I'll mm-hmm. say, on the property. It was kind of like a guest house, I believe, right. and it was one bedroom, there was a living room, a little like kitchenette area, but you had your own bathroom, full bathroom, and I had my own. Right. I love that. You have your own <laughs> toilet, you can get up in the morning, do whatever you want to do, doesn't infringe on me taking a bath, putting right. on my makeup. That's like a game changer. Right, right. And then in the main house, which is where the kids stayed, so we had two girls in one room, 
Um, Jasmine had her own room and Jaden had his own room. Each bedroom had its own bathroom. Yeah, it was great. Full bathroom. And then there was like an upstairs kind of guest house, which is where Joe and Naima spent the night. They had two bedrooms. Yeah. Um, and like a little living area and two bathrooms as well. And so this property was incredible. It was um, amazing. And I, my only what in the world is this. You want to know what it is? Yeah. Can the European countries figure out washing machines and dryers? No. I don't understand it. I it, The technology, like I said, is it's, it's available for everyone. But for whatever reason, and then mind you, it was in Italian, so we didn't understand what yeah, it was saying. Yeah, I think saying. it's user error. I think you're no, pressing the wrong button. No, but when buttons. we figured things out, mm-hmm. every single time you wash something, it takes two hours. Mm-hmm. And there's no dryers. Well, the dryers are built in, so they, it's a two-in-one. No, in one. there was not a dryer yes. built in. <laughs> it was not. It's a it two-in-one. It just in one. washed. One time, it washed clothes for nine hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a nine hour, uh, And they didn't come out any cleaner. No. And they were, they were soaking wet. Like, yeah. they weren't like... It, like they didn't have, didn't have The cycle. spin cycle was not a spin cycle, mm-hmm. even though it was, it was spinning. And then you push the button that says dryer, and it doesn't do anything. No, there's no heat. Yeah. There's no heat. There's no gas going so into it. I will the, say that the appliances so in Italy are what in the world is going the on with the washers and dryers? Because... I think that was that the same in Greece. I don't even think we tried to wash clothes. In we Greece. did wash clothes in Greece, and I, it wasn't the best experience. No, but yeah, it's so it, it's just one of those things. We went to two different places where we tried to wash clothes, and it was the same experience. Yeah. there. I was just like, "What's happening?" Yeah. So I think we'll end it there because those are the bad things that kind of happen, and then getting into the third episode, I think we'll talk about all the cool things that we did things that we recommend, what we would have done to maybe extend our stay and some tips that will help you if you're planning on traveling to Italy or the UK anytime soon because we got to talk about the Vatican, the Colosseum, all of the tours. Yeah. We went on a food tour. So stay tuned for the next episode and we'll tell you all the great stuff, which there were still some hiccups in between, but that's just how we roll, right? Yeah. Well, that's how life is. I think all, now I'm understanding that international travel is not all is going to be smooth. Yeah. So if you, you know? have never internationally traveled, just prepare that it's not going to go as planned. Yeah. Because you've got a language barrier, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, different customs, different. And then I think that, that, that what we found in Italy, at least, like is a very laissez faire in a sense where. When things happen, they're just like, oh, well, yeah, it's late. Yeah. No, no big deal. Like, It'll find you. Your luggage will find you. you. You'll find it. Why are you upset about your luggage? Yeah. It's okay. It, it, so it's a lot of like little things like that. But, yeah. you know, that's that's, that's why you the travel. cultural mm-hmm. piece of like understanding different cultures. And, yep. it, but everyone was very kind and very helpful uh, in the, at the right times. Yeah. And then just for back to British Airways, I will tell you that when we fly with them, which we've flown, I think, each time. Mm-hmm. The in-flight experience is great, mm-hmm. right? We love like, them. Yeah, they're, they're great. It's just the when you come. It's the customer service. It's, it's yeah, the rebooking right. of your flight. It's the lack of bedside manner when you know that you're ripping a family apart. <laughs> it's the it's the blaming. You know, I would have been okay if they wouldn't have said, well, the first lady that let you on should have never let you and on. And they really were blaming American Airlines. But, because I mean, Amer- that's a whole yeah. other thing. But right. the point is, is like, just have a little bit of like, hey, what should they do if this happens, right? right? I mean, I train my bakery employees. Like, hey, if someone ever comes and we don't have a cake for them, that's a big letdown. Here's what we should say. Like, just yeah. plan for worst case, right? I feel like you should just have a little bit of training and SOPs around like worst case scenario if you right. have to deny a family member on right. a trip. So, do, do you think there's ever a moment where you like, oh, I guess we're just going to go home? Never. <laughs> 
that was not an option. All the money we spent on that trip, it was not one time an option. Yeah. I, at one point, we sat there and we were like, what's the absolute most we'll pay to get there? And I said, 15000 <laughs> Like, this is money that's not just sitting around. Right. This is just like, I'm going to get there. Somehow, some way, we're going to spend that money if we have to, to get to the kids. Because yeah. everything else was already paid for. We weren't right. getting back the rental car, the cooking class. We weren't going to get a penny back on anything. Nothing. So it's like, well, that would be really dumb for you not to spend a little bit extra money to just figure out how to get there. Right? Yeah. I, there was no scenario in my mind of going home. No. No scenario where not. I was like, oh, we got to get a flight. To I was it. even at one point thinking care. like, God, I said I wanted to get my pilot's license. This would have all been OK if I because <laughs> I could have chartered a plane like they wouldn't check your passports. then. like I was thinking all kinds of crazy heist shit. Well, it was funny because we were telling our neighbor who Dan did an amazing job of helping us and like receiving our, our house and receive our luggage when we got sent here. And we were talking and he was like, next time, just do net jets. And I was like, what? Is, he just kind of threw that out there. And I was like, he told me that jets. He uh, said, next time sounds like you guys maybe need to visit Montana. <laughs> yeah. Keep and then local. he told you next time you guys need to maybe look into net jets. And so I look up net jets and Dan it, is 81. By yeah. The way. Dan is 81. And I'm like, what is net jets? I thought, I thought it was a joke. Uh -huh. Like, and, and I looked it up private and it's, jet. it's private jets. Yeah. Right. And I guess it's like an affordable way to, to fly private. And well, I thank you, was Dan. like, you know what? That baby. We're doing net jets. <laughs> They need to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so if NetJets are out there, uh, hook us up. Find the Copelands. And we, we, we will you know, promote it like crazy. Oh, God. So we're going to see you guys in the next episode and talk to you about the fun, cool things that happened while we were in Italy. But thanks for listening. Uh, remember, uh, there's always, always a way for you through. to push through. <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through